This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. 653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches? I don't have to show you any stinking batches! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. President of the United States ordering a review of the onerous taxation under Democrat rule. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. We'll get into this. It's dominating the flip-around, folks, I can guarantee you. It's all the, the cable chatterboxes are talking about right now. So we'll get into that coming up on the Salcedo Show. Welcome to the program on a Friday, folks. Your call's always welcome at 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. Hey, most of you, most of you working folks, you guys are affected by taxes, right? You want them higher, you want them lower. I'd, I'd like to hear from you. All right, uh, you got the phone number. How about social media? Hooking up with the Chris Salcedo Show is easy to do. Number one on Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. You do a search. It must say T-H-E, The Chris Salcedo Show, folks, or you'll have a bit of a hard time finding us. And then once you do, make sure you follow us there. Uh, on Twitter, at Chris Salcedo, T-X, at C-H-R-I-S, S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X as in Texas, the freest state in the union. Listening to the show live, easy to do, theblaze.com slash radio. Not one, but two smartphone apps available for you. The iHeartRadio smartphone app and the one that is my personal favorite, the Blaze Radio smartphone app. Listening on demand, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Make sure you check out those venues. If you want to hear the program on your schedule, binge listening. For the Chris Salcedo Show. Uh, Also, one other destination I want to bring to your attention. You go to theblaze.com. You click on the Channels tab. And there you will find the Chris Salcedo Show channel. Make sure you follow us there. All kinds of offerings. As a matter of fact, a hat tip to uh, to the web folks. Because, uh, and I don't know if you, Ellie, did you notice this? That uh, they're, they're, they're posting up more than, you know, one snippet of the show per day. Did you notice that? Yes. Uh, I have Kelly to thank for that. And I have Heidi to thank for that. So uh, those are some of the magical technological gurus over at, uh, that's what, isn't that their official title on their, on their business card? Official technological guru. Isn't that what they, (laughs) I think there's a couple of college courses you have to take in, in electronics guruism. Anywho, uh, that's uh, they are putting more stuff and populating more stuff 
on theblaze.com. And I have a feeling it might be needed. And I touched base on this yesterday, and I I came to find out through the grapevine that the boss also... It is always good when, when you say something and you find out later down the road that somebody you admire is also saying that same thing. And Glenn said something yesterday that I had said. He was worried about the same thing I'm worried about. With all of this, all the, the goings-on over at Fox, Ellie, remind me, I got to talk about that because there's, um, the, the concern is deepening on my end. But let's get to the flip around, folks. We always, on the exception of our Facebook Live days, we do the flip around, see what the cable talkers are all about. Let's start off at uh, the leader of the basket of bias, CNN. Jim Acosta is reporting right now from the White House. Well, you know, August may not be a realistic deadline. It may not happen until 2018. And so, uh, you know, I think it's safe to say at this point, uh, you know, this is not exactly nailed down, although you heard the president uh, say there, there, there's going to be an announcement next week. All right, Jim Acosta reporting from the White House. Our thanks to you. I want to bring in our panel, CNN political analyst David Drucker, senior correspondent uh, of the Washington Examiner. Also, CNN senior political analyst Jennifer Granholm. Oh, Jennifer Granholm. That'll be that'll be intriguing. Uh, Look, uh, they're talking about the tax plan that was announced by by President Trump today. He's going to unveil it on Wednesday. And what I what I love is the executive order, a review uh, of all Obama-era taxes. Because Obama equals Democrat, right? As much as you saw uh, the reprobate, the uh, the racist Jew-hater, Keith Ellison, trying to separate the Democrat Party from Barack Obama and his, his legacy of basically destroying their electoral pro- prospects, I am not inclined to allow them to do that. The Democrat Party foisted The Democrat Party inflicted Obama on this country for eight years and they protected him and they rallied around him to the detriment of their constituents, to the detriment of this country. And I want to hang Barack Obama around the Democrats' necks like an albatross because the Democrat Party deserves it. The Democrat Party, for what they did to this country with that man, President Obama, They deserve it. So now we're going to get a review of all of the onerous Obama-era taxes and just how detrimental they were to the U.S. economy and detrimental to your bottom line. This is brilliant. I love this idea. This is great. Uh, President Trump signs an executive order uh, asking for an evaluation of just how onerous and detrimental Obama-era taxes were to the country. I can hardly wait for the report. So that's what they're talking about in a panel on the leader of the basket of bias, CNN. Let's go over to Fox, see what they're doing. Absolutely confident, Bill, that there will be no shutdown. But here's the big question. It's going to be a heavy lift legislatively next week. They've got the spending bill that they have to look after. The president wants to get his health care done. He said yesterday at his press conference he wants to get them both done. We'll see if they can. Bill? Thank you, John. John Roberts here at the White House. Sounds like a busy Sunday for Chris Wallace. In a moment... Looks like Bill Hammer's uh, filling in for Shep Smith today. So, uh, what's what this is about, folks, is the, the looming government shutdown. And we talked about this with John Cornyn when we had him on the show. What was it, last week, Ellie? And we, we asked him, you know, because this spending bill will... And it's not going to be a budget. It's a spending bill, an omnibus spending bill 
or a continuing resolution, whatever form it takes, there will be really no savings. There will really be no cost cutting. We're going to continue to be raped until September. Once again, it will be basically be a continuation of resident Obama's spending because nobody wants to have that fight right now. You just heard it from John Roberts. (laughs) Obama's got Obamacare repeal and replace to get done. Now we're hearing there's big movement on that. And then tax reform, which is really desperately needed because Trump knows two things. One of the biggest hindrance to prosperity in this country is Obamacare. And the second biggest difference is the onerous tax code foisted upon us by extremist liberals in both political parties with crony capitalist carve-outs. Say that three times fast. Crony capitalist carve-outs for their, uh, their special interests. So what he's, there's not going to be much of a, at least I'm not going to raise a big hubbub because I asked Cornyn about this. There will be no savings in an omnibus. There will be no savings in a, in a uh, continuing resolution. And I think most people understanding that this is all leftover spending from Obama, right up until fiscal year 17, 18, that's when the Republicans will own it fully. And there damn well better be a budget. That's all I got to say. For 17, 18, there damn well better be a budget. Because the reason why we're getting raked over the coals with $20 trillion of debt is because this country has been operating without a budget because we have legislators who are too lazy. Oh, legislating is too hard. So we're just going to do the easy way. Bye-bye to that. You know, on that score, uh, we played a soundbite, which I'm going I'm to replay it a little later on the program, of Secretary Kelly yesterday, where he, t- he says to lawmakers, hey, lawmakers, uh, you don't like the fact that we're enforcing the laws that you passed? Get off off your butts and, and change the law. And you can almost hear them, you know, Nancy Pelosi wetting her pants. Well, she may do that without even having any any stress on her. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer wetting their pants. Uh, uh, you're never going to get anything past that way. Oh, so that gives you carte blanche to ignore the law? If you can't get something done, if you can't, if you, if you don't think you can change immigration law, then it ain't worth doing. The founding fathers set up this system to keep idiots like Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid and Chuck Schumer at bay and all of the other Republicans who are open border nutcases at bay. If you can't convince the country to come along, it ain't worth doing. Oh, but we want our illegal immigrants. Well, screw you. You don't get them. That's not the law. You want your illegals? Go ahead. Run on that. Hey, Chuck Schumer, you want your illegal aliens? Come, go run on it, you putz. Hey, Nancy Pelosi, you want your illegal aliens? Go run on that. We, we, we Democrats will uh, make sure we pass uh, a law that allows illegal immigration. (laughs) Go ahead, run on it. You mindless twit. That goes for all you Chamber of Commerce Republicans out there. Go ahead and run on it. See how your election prospects go. Otherwise, I'm with General Kelly. Shut up. Oh, you're enforcing the law. Oh, really? And you're crying about that? It's why these people can't be reelected. It's why these people can't be trusted. 
Let's go over to MSNBS, see what they're talking about. The Supreme Court is clearly the biggest victory uh, of these first 100 days. But look, next week, you're talking about keeping the government funded. You're talking about a health care bill potentially being voted on, which I think is highly unlikely. But you're also now talking about introducing the framework for tax reform. Those are, are three things individually that would typically con consume weeks on the congressional calendar. And there's a lot of sort of sticking points in the process there. So for all of this to be introduced at once, I, I think uh, just sort of gets to the point of the administration being very self-conscious and image conscious about this artificial 100-day deadline. Yeah, and it is an artificial first 100 days. I mean, Bush got some things done. Obama, with a completely Democrat Congress, supermajority nearly, got a lot of things done. Uh, to the detriment of the country, I might add. But it, it is an artificial deadline. But hey, you know what? For me, Gorsuch was huge. Gorsuch is huge. And now we're hearing rumors, folks, that there's going to be another vacancy and it's going to be announced this summer. Could be any one of the... Uh, any one of the uh, seasoned citizens on the high court, Kennedy, Ginsburg, uh, Breyer. Ugh. God willing, it's Breyer or Ginsburg. All right, folks, that's it for the flip around. That is our uh, tool around at least uh, uh, two or three of the cable networks to see what they're talking about. To start off the show, we got lots to get into, so stick with me. It's the Chris Salcedo Show on a Friday right here on The Blaze. Be right back. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Chris Salcedo Show. Ellie, we were told by the basket of biased press that, uh, you know, wading into an election, it's, uh, it's bad news. It's uh, bad foreign powers trying to inject themselves into, the, into a national discussion is absolutely out of bounds. And, of course, we called out the basket of biased press on their hypocrisy when it was when, when they should have known that President Obama himself sent over representatives to thwart the Israeli election and uh, get uh, a liberal extremist in instead of the stalwart conservative staunch American ally Bibi Netanyahu. Front page, well, at least it wasn't I saw it today, ABC News. Obama wades into French election before the Sunday vote. I thought interfering in a nation's election was bad. Ellie, was it, weren't we told that interfering in, a, in a, another nation's election is kind of bad? Yes, sir. What is the left-wing extremist, resident Obama, doing trying to inject himself into French politics? Perhaps resident Obama 
doesn't want the French people to, to wise up. You saw, Ellie and I were joking about this yesterday, folks, that, and because it was, it was Sebastian Gorka who said this, who, say, who said he mused that every single time you get one of these terrorist attacks, you pretty much can be convinced it's a terrorist attack when you see all the members of the basket of biased press struggling not to say the word Islam or ISIS or identify the culprit. And that's what we went through for hours yesterday on the Salcedo show. Trying to get confirmation. And in a later edition of the Salcedo show, it was revealed ISIS claimed credit for the attack. So, I hate being wrong, but or I hate being right sometimes, but it, we were right. And Sebastian Gorka's uh, rather unscientific metric seems to hold true. The longer the basket of biased press dances on eggshells trying not to identify the perpetrator, you can pretty much guarantee it's going to be a radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist because in the liberals' minds, radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists are a protected class. And if you call out radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists for who they are, well, that you're just racist, says the basket of biased press. Said resident Obama for the last eight years. In so many words, every single time a terrorist attack popped up, we were treated to a lecture about how awful Christians were by resident Obama. Remember? Oh, I will never forget. So anyway, so here's ABC News of all people. Obama wades into French election before Sunday vote. Now, why the hell would Obama want to do that? Well, You've got a woman over there by the name of Marine Le Pen, who has a, a rather sketchy, I shouldn't say, no, I'm not going to say sketchy, because they dub her over there in the left-wing press over there as far right. She, she got mixed up earlier on in her career with some folks who started out being nationalist and ended up devolving into a racist group. And as soon as that had happened, my understanding is, Marine Le Pen said, oh, to heck with that noise, I just... I just, I'm just pro-French. I don't want to be a racist. And so she left. But she's branded by the dishonest press over there and will be so over here as somebody who is only motivated by racism. Not the fact that people like resident Obama, who are, who are now in control over in Europe, say, hey, you know, what could go wrong? Having, importing a whole bunch of people and not insisting that they become Frenchmen or Germans or Spanish. What could go wrong? So, you know, President Obama did his best for eight years to disarm America and to, to, uh, to make sure that we didn't insist, and the left-wing progressives are all about this, that we didn't insist, if you come over to our country, I don't care what religion you practice, but you, you have to agree to the basic tenets of being an American. You must be an American. As a matter of fact, it's unique to America that you can come from anywhere around the globe. And you're considered American once you decide, you know what, I am going to swear allegiance to the flag and to the Constitution and to freedom and liberty and prosperity and and I'm going to be an American. Our culture, and I've said this before, folks, our culture is worth fighting for. Our culture is worthwhile. Now, President Obama didn't see it that way. President Obama viewed our culture 
being, you know, by and large, pro-American, pro-liberty, pro-freedom, it stood in his way of state control over your life because he believes that there are smart people that should just run every aspect of your life. And Mr. Obama doesn't like the barriers put up by people that say, you know, it's a good idea if you're going to come to France and want to be and live in France, you ought to be a Frenchman. Mr. Obama doesn't like that. You should be, Mr. Obama believes that you should move into France and you can be a Yemeni or you can be a, uh, you could be Chinese, you could be Mexican. You could just bring it up whatever culture you want to be and, and secure your enclaves and never assimilate, never mix. Because you know what? And in his view, that's how change, that's how positive change occurs. And in President Obama's case, I wonder how he's seeing all of this, all of this terrorism that is now gripping the capitals of Europe. Does he view that as positive change in the view? And, and again, I'll ask the question, why the hell is he calling France? The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo's show. This program, the antidote to the bias press. I will um, play a soundbite for you a little later. A left-wing commentator is uh, prompting the Internal Revenue Service to leak Donald Trump's tax return. <laughs> to do an, an illegal act. Uh, you you guys won't be surprised by who it is. Meantime, uh, we endured, not we, I guess the Western world did, endured another terrorist attack. Here to talk about that with me is Dan Perkins, a master storyteller and author of the Brotherhood of the Red Nile trilogy, which centers around Islamic nuclear terrorism against the United States. He's a nationally recognized expert on radical Islam and a contributor to the DailyCaller.com, ClashDaily.com, DailySurge.com, and TheHill.com. Uh, Dan, great to have you back here on the show. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be with you, sir. Uh, Islamic terrorism hits France again. Uh, yes. I was I was commenting earlier. I don't know if you've seen this soundbite from Sebastian Gorka, <laughs> but he often muses that the longer that the 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 biased press tiptoes around the culprit, the the more you can be assured that it was a radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist, either pulling the trigger or driving the truck or detonating the bomb. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what's important, what's really important about what happened here is that the French government has been desperately trying to keep the radical Muslims uh, out of the center city uh, and, and the Muslims in general. And so they forced the, um, the Muslims to populate outside the center city because they didn't want to endanger the tourist reputation of, uh, of the city to uh, terrorist activities. And yesterday's attack was so significant because it was on the Champs-Élysées, which is probably <clears throat> next to Constitution Avenue or Pennsylvania Avenue, the, one of the most widely known uh, genres in the world. Yeah, and you're, you're right. And the, the, the area was chosen 
on purpose for the for the max effect, if you will. You know, this it, it strikes me this is the the sixth terrorist attack on the capital of of France in what is it three years? I mean, isn't yeah. this indicative that Europe has a serious problem here? Absolutely, they they have a problem because uh, we're gonna we're gonna experience the same problem, Chris. The the fundamental problem that the, the Europeans have is that they've allowed these Muslims to come in, not just the ones that Angela Merkel brought in, but have been bringing in for the last 20 years, and they required no assimilation into the French or German or Spanish or Italian or wherever cultures. So what happens is the Muslims came in, they set up their enclaves, the no-go zones, and they have systematically in France began to surgically separate the, the country of France and they have more and more of these enclaves, and eventually they will take over the entire country of France and make it a Muslim country because they refuse. They can't do it because the uh, the Quran says they can't. Well, yeah, and not only that, and the reason why it's succeeding is because of left-wing ideology. The, the Democrat liberal ideology that is that is present over in the United States has won by and large over in Europe and and we can see examples of where left-wing ideology has also won like places like Venezuela and look at what's going on uh, down in that country when people can't get yeah. food they can't get medicine the entire country's in an uproar uh, Dan Perkins my guest right now folks here on the Chris Salcedo show you've seen his stuff at Daily Surge Daily uh, Clash Daily Daily Caller and the and the hill.com the impact on the elections, they've, they've temporarily suspended the elections over there in France in the wake of this terrorist attack. And I think this is a move by the left-wing government over there. you got Obama, according to ABC News, he's calling up over there trying to wade in because, you know, uh, all the left-wing elements around the globe, of which Obama is one, uh, wants, wants to prevent happening what we all sense is happening as a, a, an awakening of the French people and Marine Le Pen, who is, I guess, what passes for a conservative over there in France, her message, which has been decidedly anti-mass immigration without assimilation, like you're talking about, uh, her message seems to be resonating. No, no question about that. And, and the terrorist attack, I mean, the, the greatest risk to the, to the left in France was a terrorist attack. And that's exactly what happened. And, and because the... the it's like a powder keg within the French people. I've been to Paris probably more than any other place in the world. Um, <clears throat> maybe London is close, but, but Paris has been a, a, a many, many, many times. And I was there just a, a year ago. And, and the, the, the French people are getting angrier and angrier. But I hear that as I travel all over Europe. The German people, the true German people, are afraid that they're losing their culture and their heritage. It's happening in Ireland. It's happening in Sweden and, and Italy and, and France and Germany. And the idea that a, a group of people can come in and abscond with your country and make it Muslim. I mean, we're talking about raising the question, is, <clears throat> is Sweden going to be the first Islamic state in Europe? Mm. Is Turk, Turkey going to be an Islamic st state? Oh, I think they're. NATO? I think well, I think Turkey's Turkey's well on its way with Erdogan. They're going to have a. They have a dictator already. Let me ask you one final question here. Uh, yes, what sir. What can America take away from 
from Europe's mistakes. What's the takeaway from repeated terrorist attacks? I mean, aside from the obvious, you know, it's not a good idea to admit folks into your country and not insist they become either Americans or Frenchmen or Germans. Aside from that, what's another big takeaway in your mind? In my mind, I've talked about this all week, Chris, and thank you for the question. The fundamental question that has to be asked by the American people, are we truly going to have freedom of speech or are we going to have a controlled speech and controlled thought environment that when a person decides to say, I don't agree with that, he is an immediately or immediately shot down as being a bigot, a homophobe, a racist, whatever. I think we're, we're losing our freedom of speech and we're being intimidated, trying to be intimidated by people who have a different philosophy than we do. And if we lose our freedom of speech, if we get talked down, if we got, it's like Ann Coulter's going back to California. She says, I'm going to do my speech, even though the, the people don't want me. I'm going to go do my speech. She's standing up for her right to speak her mind, to try and help college students understand what it is she believes. If we lose the ability to openly and candidly express our dissent or our opinions, we're doomed as a country. Dan Perkins, everybody. And, of course, we're talking about Berkeley, where free speech is dead on left-wing campuses all over this country. Dan Perkins, he is the author of this book, folks, the brother, the series of books, The Brotherhood of the Red Nile Trilogy. Check it out and check out his writings at uh, The Hill, Clash Daily, and The Daily Caller. Sir, appreciate your time on The Chris Salcedo Show. It's always a pleasure to be with you, sir. And you, you heard his description of what he fears, the loss of free speech which is one of the pillars of, of of this country. And that kind of dovetails what I was talking about uh, off the top of the show, where, where unbeknownst to me, uh, the, the, the same things that could be happening, that, we, that I see happening, uh, the boss, Glenn Beck, actually saw could be happening. And this, this free exchange of ideas you think Berkeley is bad try getting a conservative idea looked at thoughtfully and not dismissed out of hand at the uh, NBC News properties there's no fairness there there's a there's a silencing of of conservatives of Republicans there is, unless they're there to be mocked, you know, uh, and, and of course they'll use the, the most outlandish, the most outlandish descriptors of, uh, of conservatism. Like, for example, they'll, they'll take the Westboro Baptist Church, that, that sect of nutcases, and they'll say, oh yeah, that's a conservative. Which, of course, you, you and I know is not true. This whole idea of free speech dovetails into another First Amendment protection, the free press. And what's happening over at Fox, and I didn't get into it yesterday in greater detail, and it, because, oh hell, look at the time. Tell you what, uh, let me go to a break. I'll talk about this when we come back. It's Chris Salcedo's show here on The Blaze. Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. 
The Chris Salcedo Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm glad you tuned in. Look, I, I don't have... Uh, all I have here is a little bit of suspicion guided by some common sense and an experience with the way these... I have a lot of questions that, the way this whole thing with O'Reilly went down. And I think that... Uh, and, and I'm not sure that Glenn got this detailed. I heard this secondhand today. But... Here's my, let me start off with my worry, because I think I'm on the same page with Glenn here about our worry. And that is that fairly soon, the blaze will be the only news slash infotainment source on television or the web that will not treat conservatives and Republicans like pariahs. That's my fear. Brit Hume, who I'm a big fan of, has commented often that the news division over at Fox over at Fox filled a void in the American news digesting public. And that void was a a news operation that regarded both sides equally. Now I'm not talking about O'Reilly, I'm not talking about Sean, I'm not talking about uh not even the five. I think they're, they're more uh, opinion-driven there, too. Those are the opinion shows. Tucker, the opinion shows. The hard-hitting news shows, Brett Baer and Special Report, which I, which I will tell you at this point, one of the finest presentations on television, and I, mean, and I include the networks on that. Uh, Shep Smith, even though we know he leans left, still a fantastic reporter, and... And can play play it down the middle when he needs to. And seems to know just how far to push that left-wing envelope. Never really crossing the line. Which I'm okay with. But a fantastic reporter. A great breaking news reporter. Uh, My fear is that with this power struggle, and I think that the O'Reilly... Firing is evidence of this power struggle and which side is winning will be ominous for Fox News in the future. The very thing that allowed Fox to dominate cable news, the fact that that there was an automatic assumption that Republicans were wrong and Democrats were right, which is what you find at ABC, NBC and CBS, the automatic assumption, CNN. The Democrats are always right. Where I had this. Hold on a second. Um, gosh, where'd it go? I'll have to look it up. Oh, here it is. First 100 days of Obama's administration. This morning, a new dawn, a new face from a new generation. We've got Barack Obama's our president and Michelle Obama's our first lady. We're all immensely proud. I think he's off to a good start. I was blown away by President Obama's grasp of the subject. He just wanted to let the American people know, I'm on the job, I'm doing what you elected me to do, and I've got a plan. He's had more success in this first 100 days than I expected. During these first 100 days, what has surprised you the most about this office, enchanted you the most about serving in this office, humbled you the most, and troubled you the most. Now, let me write this down. (laughs) Contrast that fawning with what Donald Trump has been through these first 100 days. Those were all basket of bias 
reporters and anchors. Now, and that was put together by Fox. Imagine if Fox goes down that road. Here's why I'm concerned. The Murdoch kids, and I think Rupert Murdoch is kind of center left anyway, but a good businessman. I can't, I don't know, the, I can't say the same about the kids. I don't know the kids. I don't know his sons. But they're big Democrat donors. Big Hillary Clinton supporters. Here's my fear. That in short order, Fox becomes MSNBS or CNN. Uh, what The way this all went down with Bill O'Reilly seems a little too neat and tidy for me. These allegations against Donald, uh, against Donald Trump, against uh, O'Reilly are old. Years old. Some decades old. And so they're, they're abhorrent and detestable now and they weren't when they originally happened. So one New York Times piece runs and then magically, was it, 30, 30 advertisers, maybe it's even more, flee the O'Reilly factor? It doesn't wash with me, folks. It just, it just doesn't. And it, it and I'm, I have no inside knowledge whatsoever. It's just a, it's a gut feeling that tells me this, this is just too neat and tidy. Roger Ailes goes bye-bye. There goes the face and the highest ratings getter, Bill O'Reilly. There's a shifting of the guard here as Rupert Murdoch is sidelined with his Democrat sons. I just, I fear for the future. The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network.